Welcome back to another episode of Obsessive Edification. I took an unexpected break at the end of the year as the conclusion of 2020 was full of busyness, not a lot of free time, and I had to reprioritize a few things to stay afloat. I don't know a better way to kick off 2021 than with one of my all-time favorite people of this life of mine, my college bestie, Kimmy. She is kind, friendly, maternal, talented, interesting. I'm obviously a fan and she's enriched my life. We talk about our friendship, being in our early 20s, which is when we met, our outlook on families, and we could not leave out our year-long experience in college of working at a tanning salon together. Hopefully you walk away thinking about your youth, views, and maybe with a new way to look at one thing we talked about. Here's our conversation now. Hello, Kimmy Sue in the house. Hi, friend. Hi, and welcome to Obsessive Edification. Yes, I love I it. Feel, I know, and I feel like this topic of tanning salon, homemade pies, and a college Spanish class. What more could there be? Might, people might not think, what am I going to learn from this conversation? But the thing is, when you know someone in your early 20s, there's always so much to learn. So, so much. Let's, so much let's, to let's, also, you should forget. <laughs> which we will not be talking about, like previously agreed on this podcast. None of that, needs to, be re- none of that needs to be recorded ever. That's oh my always just for stories, just for our ears. Um, so let's just start with a little how we met and our first impressions of each other. So I'm going to let you go first, Kimmy. Okay. So we were at, um, in, we were in college in a Spanish class and I can't remember, I guess I needed it for, oh, cause I was going to study abroad in Spain. I totally forgot yes. about that. Um, yeah. okay. So I How guess I was forget? taking, <laughs> I'll go forget Spain. Um, so I'm taking like Spanish and was it Spanish one or two? One. Okay. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was in my opinion, easy breezy, but, um, <laughs> We had to have some some tutoring dates, which was uh, so fun. Gosh. So anyway, we take Spanish. And I remember that um, from the very beginning, you, oh my gosh, you're like hardcore extrovert. And I <laughs> I would say that I'm more of like an ambivert. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think I oh. have like a shy vibe, like yeah. introvert. But yeah. you were, <clears throat> you're more of a 910 and I'm more of like a 456. And uh I just remember that you were so bubbly and happy about like kind of everything, which I feel like for the most part I am too. I, I love life. Yeah, and totally. Fun. Yes. And so um, I loved your energy, but it was also a lot. Oh, uh, and, <laughs> but in a good way, in a good way. <laughs> um, but okay. One thing that sticks out, and I don't know if I told you this before. Well, actually two things. Oh, stick out. First thing I like I'm that you're mention, saving it for the podcast. This is so on brand. This is so on yeah. brand. <laughs> One thing is that um, I felt like in college, I dressed, I was a kinesiology major. And so I dressed so much in like athleisure. And I feel like that's before kind of all of college dressed in athleisure. I think kind of more people maybe back then actually wore like, I don't know what you would call them outfits, but you, (laughs) one of the first outfits I ever saw you wearing, it was either a blazer or a cardigan. No. Yes. And I was like, this girl has her life together for a night class. Cause I think it was a night class. Wasn't it? Wow. Well, I don't remember to be no. I feel like I, I remember seeing the sunshine in my memories. Okay, just kidding. Well, maybe that was Spanish too that I took. That was a night class, but I remember you were wearing a blazer or a cardigan. I was like, wow, that is really professional for school. 
which is funny because then like, okay, so we took it at a community college because I want to say it was the summertime yeah. or maybe it was a full semester. I can't remember, but I remember hearing that if you took it at the look, so we were both at a major university, yep. which we're just going to keep details to ourselves. But <laughs> so we took a couple of classes at the local community college. A, it was cheaper and B, we did hear it was easier and um, me having literally Mexican descent in my family. Like my last name before I got married was Mexican. Mm-hmm. My great grandfather's from Mexico. My papa spoke fluent Spanish. You would think Spanish wouldn't be difficult for me, but <laughs> it was. And yeah. I remember our precious professor who wasn't well-versed in English, if you remember this. I do. She, I don't have yes. a clue who that person. Oh, remember? She was a doll. Yes. She was a doll. But yes, she, she was so I want to even say she admitted to like learning English at the same time as teaching us. Maybe <laughs> that's an extreme. All I know is I remember thinking, oh my gosh, if she doesn't know English and I don't know Spanish, this is going to be a challenge. Yeah. And I do remember that's like when the translate website just had first come out. Remember? Oh, yes. Oh yes. my gosh. And like, I don't, I think we like told her we used it because obviously we'd never cheat, but I remember like using it and doing like a one-on-one conference with her in class or something. And she was like, what is this? And I was like, this website. I was like, well, I've kind of had some help on the internet because I don't know what I'm doing. All that to say, it definitely wasn't a blazer. It was surely a cardigan because I'm like a cardigan aficionado. Okay. And I do remember, I think I remember, and this is so many years ago, this is like, Gosh, it was like right after I had transferred. So what is the 16 years? No. I don't, am I like, what year is that? That was, oh, I think oh, we're oh, talking 2004, 2005. Yeah, 15, yeah. 17 years ago. Is that crazy? Yeah, that's nuts. No, that's yeah. not right. That can't be right. Is it? it you, yes, it has to be because I was What's at 21 minus four. Okay. If I graduated high school in 01 and then I did community college for two years. So that brings us to 2003. So yeah, I think. I think that was 2004. I don't know. Oh my gosh. That seems like yesterday. All that to say, I thought this girl's weird. (laughs) (laughs) But I can't remember why I would think that because you aren't weird. Like you're this smiley, nice, approachable girl. And I'm the one who can definitely come across as weird. Well, okay. So what... One other touching on weird that it caught me by surprise is that because you're such an extrovert and you just can talk to anybody and do kind of anything around, you're just kind of like a chameleon. You can be, you conform well. Okay, so we were, um, you were okay. Yes, you did dress. Okay, conform. Wait, 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 wait. We got to backtrack. Conform is not the right word. No, okay, it's not. You you can't adapt to your your audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Okay. Okay, so uh, I know that you dress fancy at school because one day you were wearing heels to no. go down. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> or wedges or something cute because to go down the stairs at the school, <laughs> class had let out and you like needed help going down the stairs because they were fancy shoes and you like held onto my like arm and I was like, I'm like a, I don't, I don't let people like give me full frontal hugs or like, I don't know. I'm not, a t- I'm a touch me not. And I'm like, dude, the rail's like right there, but she's grabbing onto my <laughs> arm to come down the stairs. And I just thought it was these. So I'm like, funny. I'm like, we're going to be friends for 17 years. So I need to grab your, well, and it's so funny. Cause that was right after I got done playing college volleyball. So my knees were shot. And even to this day, like oh, the other day, right. the other day I was wearing heels at work and I was like leaning on a wall so much all the way down, not even using the rail. <laughs> 
And I thought if anybody comes behind me, they're going to be like, what's wrong with Monica? And I'm going to be like, I played college ball and I can't wear heels going downstairs. So that's a problem 17 years later. So all that to say, we had so much fun in that class. Um, You definitely did some tutoring and we just have to bring up. Oh my I hope, gosh. I hope this isn't like listeners are like, this is, this is not funny, but we did have a moment in my one bedroom apartment where we were having a quote unquote tutoring party. Yeah. I don't know if we called it that, but we, inv- <laughs> I want to say we invited the whole class and like you and I were just sitting there and I think I made queso. Yes. Yes. You sure did. And we watched like not a beautiful mind. What's that one with Kate Winslet with the purple hair? Oh, um, spotless sunshine of the beautiful mind or something like that with Jim Carrey. Yes. yes. And I was so lost in that movie. Those oh, are not my sweaters. I loved that movie. Okay. No. Nope. Remember we invited and then like one guy showed up. I don't know if we should say yep. his name. There's no way in heck he's listening to this. Alan. There's no way. <laughs> but Alan showed up and he was really feeling this tutoring party. And by tutoring party, literally all that was there was a movie in queso. Like it was now looking back, especially that my hosting skills have come a long way since then. I'm like, Come on, Monica. Like, you could have, like, put some coolers of water out or something for all two of us. But Alan showed up. And then we later found yes. out Alan had a crush on you. And then he was, like, singing that song by the Nell- Creed Nelly. song. No, Nelly and Tim McGraw. Oh, Nelly. It's all oh, in yes. my head. My and we were head. like, oh, gosh. This guy's really serious. <laughs> and I want to say you and I were like, what's happening? Okay. So people are like, nobody cares about this. Let's move on. Okay. So we got to talk about... So as everybody just heard, we've been friends for 17 years. So we literally met like around age 20. Yeah. <sighs> Gosh. And we're not going to go into details like we already talked about because those times were rough, but. So tumultuous. I feel bad for college kids because on their Instagrams, it looks like they're having a blast. And I'm sure they are. Like I had a blast in college, but you are still learning so much. Like, okay, so I'm 38 and I just love the fact that I'm almost 40 because I j- this sounds really kind of probably silly, but like, I feel like I just get wiser and care less every year. I forgot about... you're older than me. Why did I forget that you were yeah, older like, than me? I think one or two, one or two. Yeah, years, but, um, um, okay. But you're right. Yes. College, college is so precious, but gosh, it's also so hard. Well, and it's like emotionally and I, ac- I actually recorded a full episode before this and I never released it. And I like, I edited it. I had shown up the whole thing. I didn't release it. I don't know why. <clears throat> I think maybe I like just had too much personal information in there. And I thought, Ooh, this is not a diary. So good thing I have social cues anyways, but it was about like, just how you like, literally like you were just talking about how you become wiser. And it's so like cliche, but honestly, how from like 20 to like your mid thirties and higher, you're like not a different person, but you're a different person. Like I have like sat there and told my husband about the early twenties before. And again, there were good yeah. times. There were bad times. There were everything in between. But I'm like, I just want to give that girl a hug, a hug yes. and some advice and maybe like a latte. Just like, it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it's going to be okay. This is chaotic. You should make some decisions that maybe change the chaos a little bit. And it's what chaotic crazy. is a great word. Well, for me, I don't know if it's chaotic for you. Well, I mean, you, you have some good stories. I don't know. But what's crazy is like, if anyone's listening, like, it's not like we were going nuts. Like it was just like personal. It felt like personal chaos. Oh yeah, we were not. We're being crazy so. I'm being so elusive. <laughs> being so elusive. But I, know, I know, but we don't need to get into details. <laughs> but you know how it is. It's like, and I think you're so right too. What's so funny is like, there's so there's two caveats to it. Like, when I see twenty somethings now, especially being in education, 
you know, I am surrounded, I can be surrounded by younger people, especially like former students. Yeah. yeah. It's so crazy seeing them like, I mean, seeing them as like 22 year old teachers because it feels so familiar yet. It feels so far away. Mm -hmm. And like, isn't that life? Like you think, like, I think back to when we were in college together and it feels like yesterday and it feels like a galaxy away. Oh yeah. Well, like, so my husband, I mean, he's met you. And so whenever I think about Monica, I'm just like, oh yeah, Monica, she's just a huge part of my life. I know her so well, (laughs) but like you were a lot, like in the big scheme of things, because now we're in different cities. That was a long time ago because my husband is just like, I don't know that chick hardly at all. Like, and we were, you know, bridesmaids in each other's weddings and everything, but both of our husbands are probably just kind of like, I don't really know that (laughs) that girl very well, other than just what the stories they have to go by. And, it was so and I did, didn't I, did I include the bridesmaid speech from the bridesmaids movie during my maid of honor speech at your wedding? Yes, I think you. Okay. Cause I, so I remember I was so excited about it and Nate was like, no, nobody's going to, nobody's seen that movie. And like everyone's seen that movie. And I was like, trying, I think I ended up putting it in there because I live life on the edge and I was a speech teacher yep. for eight years. So it's like, I can, I can do this humor and I can't remember if it fell or not, but I did memorize. I was proud of myself to memorize the whole thing. <laughs> Yes, it was so good. And uh, I don't remember exactly what it was. But I remember that afterwards, we were getting like the post wedding photos with like the bridesmaids and everything. And we took one of those bridesmaids like the cover of that DVD box. We took a picture just like that, because it was like all on our minds. And I did all of everybody's hair that day. That was like the first time I'd ever done anyone's hair for their wedding. Like I did your hair for your wedding. Yes, you did. And I have no training. Like what am I? I remember thinking, A, this is exhausting like doing five people's hair but be like if anyone hair turns out horrible it'll be in your pictures for the rest of your life oh nope everyone's hair is perfect and then yeah, the other day at work I said something to someone I was like did you get your hair done and they were like yeah nobody's noticed except you and I'm like if we had multiple lives which I fully don't believe in but if we did <laughs> I was did. I was doing hair in another life <laughs> like yeah full-fledged like that's another career I would definitely dive into if I had like three lives to live. <laughs> well, and I also think that maybe this is silly, but because you can do so much with your hair because it's naturally curly, but like you can straighten it and you can do, I just, I have always been, I know that people with curly hair, are like, don't be jealous of my hair. It's, I know your crazy, hair is especially. beautiful, beautiful. But I can never have curly hair and you can have curly hair any day of the week, or you can have straight hair any day of the week. I can't just do that unless well, I go get a perm, which that's not going to happen. No, please don't do that. <laughs> okay, so we've got to make sure we hit all the things in the title so people aren't like, what the heck? So the homemade pies mm-hmm. was a direct connection to early in our friendship, me being so impressed with your like maternal energy, your like motherly, you always knew you want to be a mom. And then of course, you became one. And then you're like, amazing, obviously. But I just remember like you, I'll never forget like you making homemade pies for Thanksgiving. And I was like, oh my gosh, we're like 20. And this, this chick making homemade pies for Thanksgiving, which other listeners might be like, I've been making homemade pies since I was four. That might be the deal. <laughs> but I feel like it just added to your whole brand of like, this girl's going to rock familyhood and motherhood. So like my whole brand, your brand. So talk to me about your outlook on like families and building a home, a life for your family. Okay. So I have to give all the credit to my sweet grandma, Beverly. Mm. I, um, so I was a living nanny and I did so much babysitting. Like the only way I ever made money leading up to college was like, I had some like server jobs, like waitressing and stuff, but my main bread and butter was like 
latch onto a nanny family and just like hang with them until they don't need me anymore, basically. Um, and that can go for a long time because if the, you start with whenever the kids are babies, you can have that job for a very long time, assuming, you know, the family relationship goes well. So I was always like with kids and always with families in that sense. And so from, I feel like, I don't know, as a, like a college kid, I'm like running around and making fam other families dinners and doing their grocery shopping and picking the kids up from school. And so I was already kind of like a mini mom, but then on top of that in college, uh, I was a living nanny for a little while. And then whenever that job was over, I didn't have anywhere to live. And I didn't want to live with my parents again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I called up my grandma. She had recently been widowed and I was like, Hey, do you want a roommate? And like, I cherish this grandmother. She, mm, she's, she's still living. And like, I'm just so blessed by her life. And, um, so I call her up and I'm like, Hey, do you want a roomie? Cause she has like a four bedroom house and she's all alone. And my papa had passed away. And so she's like, yeah, come on over. So I move all my stuff over to her house. And she, she was the quintessential, like, um, like 1950s mom. And I, oh. I hope that I'm not stereotyping too much, but she, she was a, a stay at home mom, got married when she was 15, had her first baby at 16. I don't know if you knew that. Holy moly. No, God bless. Yeah. And she went on to have four kids between the age of 16 and like, I think 24. I'm not saying that judgmentally. I'm just saying that as like, I cannot imagine having kids. No, what a 16. crazy world. No, right? Because we're adults and there's days where I'm like, am I 16? Why, yeah, this, I didn't... why does this feel so hard? Yeah. She had had her fourth kid by the age of 24 and what? I didn't have my first kid until I was like in my, I think early thirties. So we're, we're so different in those ways, but I just loved how she nurtured her family. She had four boys, my dad obviously being one of them. And then, um, within those four boys, they just loved her. And I loved how much she was able to foster a relationship with her kids that just cherished her. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I want to be that sort of mom that my kids cherish. And so I think I just always, love the energies that she brought to like holidays and cooking dinner and like wearing her sweet little apron. And she, she always just looked so maternal. And I know it's stereotypical, but I also just love, like, yeah. I just love that, that I, and it's not popular these days. Like women are supposed to wear so many hats, like the, yeah. the career hat yeah. and the mom hat and the, you know, the yogi hat and the like awesome in the kitchen hat. Like if you're just supposed to be everything, um, but she kind of just honed in on being like a little mom and wifey and that that's all I've ever kind of wanted. Yeah. And you verbalized so that, that from the beginning. Yeah. So anyway, that's the life I do live now. I'm a stay at home mom and I love it. Although I think I'm about to embark on a new adventure, <laughs> but, um, but yeah. So anyway, it all kind of thing, I think comes from all the nannying and then living with mama. Yeah. And I just, it's like, you. it's so funny you touched on it because Gosh, isn't the struggle real? Like, I definitely have an inner feminist in me where I'm like, yeah, we could do all the things. And then I just can't forget, like, the articles that I've read. They're like, women really can't do it all. But it's not about being a woman. It's just about being a human. Like, you can't do everything yeah. amazing. No human can do all. Yeah. No. Yep. Like, this laundry in my house is staring at me. And I'm like, where can I hire a laundry assistant? Which I yeah. do have companies for that. But I can't even stomach the thought of that as a germ freak. But anyways, that's a whole side note. <laughs> But then, like, you're saying, like, with the apron and stuff, like, I love that, too. But then I'm like, why does the woman have to do it? <laughs> oh, totally. But I get, like, I get the whole vibe of, like, being a homemaker. Did I tell you about this book I read called The Memory-Making Mom? Did I send that to you? Yes, and I bought it, um, <laughs> and I've read, like, three or four chapters, and okay. I, I think it's precious. Yeah, it's so you. Like, you could have totally wrote that book. So, like, I'm here for that. Like, I'm here for that kind of momhood where you're, like, 
creating traditions and like, and honestly, it's funny, like when you read books like that, or when you become a parent, it becomes, it makes you reflect on the pieces of childhood that are just kind of innate and naturally a part of your memories, but you don't realize Mm -hmm. are like the actual anchors to your adulthood. And that's what I loved about that book is like, you start thinking about the little, and I say little, and I'm not meaning that to be insignificant, but like you think of the little memories of your childhood that you're like, oh yeah, like I forgot that we used to go boating, not forgot, but like, don't think about frequently. We used to go boating all the time. And it was just like, I never forget the feeling of being on a boat with the wind in your hair and your dad's driving the boat and you're on the lake and you jump in with your life jackets. And it's like those memories anchor you through the hard times in life and I I think she specifically talks about in the book how in college like college students really hold on to those memories and traditions especially when they they leave the nest and I feel like that's so you I'm sure you have like all these cute traditions and you're like a friend of all these mom groups I'm so jealous of you Oh, I know. Mops for life. Mothers of preschoolers for all the moms listening to this that have littles. If you can join a mops group, if it's within your scheduling capabilities, I totally recommend it because it gives you like this whole lifeline. Cause like you, I feel like sometimes I I hear about what you're doing in your life, Monica. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, she's like a a real grown up. She gets to talk to other grown ups every day. I'm like, I'm over here hanging out with three little kids, but mops for, especially for stay at home moms, it just gives us other adults to talk to. Oh my gosh. It's wonderful. It's just so funny because it's like, it's, it's, that's been another interesting thing of like motherhood is like hearing the different perspectives. It's like, you say those kind of things. And I think about all the things you're doing. It's like, everyone's thinking about like what the other role is doing and not even just in motherhood, but like different careers, different mm-hmm. like home life. Like I have, I was just thinking about this earlier. Like I have a lot of single friends that are our age, which is such an interesting like life because it's just different than mine. And so it, but I like think about the logistics of it or like the intricacies of the days. And it's just so funny when you become an adult, how you kind of, anal- well, I don't know if everybody does this, but how you kind of analyze other people's livelihoods, life. Even yesterday, I was like at the farmer's market with a friend and we had found like a socially distanced area to eat the, the, the muffins straight from heaven, gluten-free <laughs> By the way, side note, like I didn't realize so many people went to farmer's market to sell gluten-free homemade baked goods, which is not my jam. I don't don't either. Yes. There's like a million people out there who make these homemade gluten-free stuff. And I'm like, oh, I've got to buy it all because gluten-free is the worst. And if you're listening and you're gluten-free, you just know everything straight from God is like has gluten in it. Anyways, all that to say, like I made her sit at a table like away from me. Like we're at this thing together. I'm like, you sit at the table over there. Anyways, all that to say, pandemic. Um. She was like, she's from the um, Indian culture. And it's just mm-hmm. funny when she starts, not funny, funny is not the right word. It's just interesting when she starts explaining her growing up. And I don't even know if this part really has to do with the culture as much as her family and the way they operated versus my family. Okay. I just like couldn't stop asking questions about her life. Like, and it was interesting with the way she explained it because she was just saying like, we grew up like respecting our parents and that being a really big focus. And not that my mm-hmm. parents didn't do that, but it was just interesting to hear how she said, like, when she came home from school, she said, like, what can I do for you to her parents? Oh, I've never uttered those words to yeah. my okay, parents good. until I became an, okay, good. I became like a mom. Okay, I was like, I was oh, like man, oh my mom. gosh. I'm like, I was like searching through my memories. Like, 
frantically sprinting through the memories of my mind thinking like, have I ever asked my parents that as a teenager or a kid? But yeah, never. Okay. Cause I felt really guilty when she said that, but also just really interested in like that whole mentality because it's just so different than the way we grew up, but she was talking about it and, and just kind of like how there was like a reverence to her parents. And I think too, like with my parents specifically, like you were saying earlier, like they were younger. And so we had like a different dynamic because when they had us, they were young. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just really interesting to hear. And I'm totally off on a tangent. It's very interesting to be at this age and to be really thinking about, like, what are family dynamics? What are family values? What do you believe in? And then also reflecting on the child. And that's what my other episode was about that I never published. was just, like, how you see your parents in one light growing up. And you and I have talked so much in depth on this because it's so multi-layered for the both of us. And then, yeah. like, when you become adults, like, seeing them through the lens of your adult adult life mm-hmm. and, like, your perspective exactly. as a parent, as a wife, as a, you know, professional in the world or homemaker, whatever your position is. And it's just so crazy to look back at your life through a different lens, but it's still the life you lived. I know this sounds, like, totally ab- abstract right now, but, like, does that make sense? No, it totally makes sense. And I will then touch back on the part of, like, I think when I first became a mom and I was thinking about, oh my gosh, my mom did all of this stuff for me. And I've never said thank you. And I never even realized it. And I, I lived in like a kind of like this um, guilt vortex of like, I was too hard on my parents or I was too snobby or salty or whatever. (laughs) And then as you get older, you learn to like put aside your pride and I think kind of go to other people and be like, man, I so appreciate X, Y, and Z or whatever. And just getting older in general helps you so much to A, be appreciative of other people, B, not live in a guilt vortex because you know how to verbalize your, like, I guess, I don't know, your, your pride and stuff. Sorry about the dog barking in the background. Or, or even just like accepting the reality of what the situation is. Like that is what I realized, yeah. especially like the older you get, the more experience that you have. Your dog's fine. You can barely hear him. Um, <laughs> just, I know you're like stressing about that, but I know I can't hear him. Um, but like, like just like, accepting the reality to know like I don't need to say something here or I don't need to stress about the situation because it is what it is you know but when you're it is what it is but in our defense and I do want to say like in your defense of teenage Kimmy because I don't know teenage Kimmy but you and I's story is very similar like you're Mm -hmm. only dealing with it with the way you know how and if there's yeah with only the tools in your tool belt at the time yes and then like just in my studying of like trauma and childhood because I'm obsessed with that topic and that content like there's so many layers there. And like, you don't realize you don't have those tools when you're going through stuff. And then you're like, Oh, okay. Well, this is why it's come out when you get older and then you're analyzing it to death. Yada, yada. Anyways, all that to say. Um, okay. So we got to give the people what they want because let's be serious. Everyone saw tanning salon and, and the title and they're like, what the heck? And oh, I miss being tan. <laughs> I miss being so, okay, wait. so tan. We would be remiss to not talk about that. Kimmy and I, worked at a tanning establishment back in the day together. Yep. <laughs> We're not going to name it just in case because we don't want to like, I don't even know if that company's still around, but I just, they are still in DFW. I feel like <laughs> the tanning salon year was, has some of my best 20 stories. Oh man. Okay. You know what I was thinking about the other day? Don't, I'm like so worried you're going to talk about this one story that like, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no so. okay it, this there's one story i don't want you to talk about and oh my god don't don't talk is this the one i, think I you're don't gonna think say? i don't think this is the okay. one i think it's a different okay. one 
this lady came in and she wanted to take you. She just fell in love with you. Okay. And wanted to like take you out to. Yes, I know what you're talking about. (laughs) We won't. We won't even go there. Oh Oh my my god. God. (laughs) So she comes in and she's just like, "You are just so." I don't. I don't know what she really said to you, but something about like you're so professional and you're so personable. I want to take you to lunch and, <laughs> and like, she just made it seem like she, she was did. like, I she think did. she made you feel like she wanted to like pay for your college and like yes. buy yes. you a car. Literally. And it out, she just, she just wanted you to be a part of her multi-level marketing group. <laughs> and you were like texting me like, oh my gosh, we're about to go to lunch. I'm so excited. And then like two hours later, you're like, oh my gosh, Kimmy, two she hours. wanted me to join. Two hours. Okay. You are so right. And that has been such a bad taste. And I have never forgotten that lady because she literally acted like she was a millionaire and she wanted to take yes. me under her wing. And I was like, this is mm-hmm. kind of weird, but she seems legit because she was so kind, so warm. Yeah. And I was like, okay, maybe this is just like a... One of those situations that, like God just puts in your life and blesses you, and like it is what it is. And <laughs> God bless yeah, she you. was, she was like practically saying, like I have a job for you, like the whole nine. This is before, yeah, everyone's selling their multi-layered marketing company things on TikTok and all the things. But you yes. are right. I remember. I'll never forget when we got to lunch at this fancy restaurant, and I still remember, like I'm picturing us at this table, and she mentions this company. I'm not going to say which one it is. And I'm like, okay, are yeah. you freaking kidding? And it was at the beginning of the lunch and it was two hours. You're right. It was two hours later. And I was like, yeah. this lady just wasted my time and I have to study for a test or whatever has happened in college. No. And I was so sad for you when you texted I'm so me sad. when you got out of that lunch so because, sad. because I was like, oh my gosh, well, whatever she does for you, can I be your sidekick in it? <laughs> like, like fill me in whenever you're done with the lunch and then you're done with the lunch and you're like, it's multi-level Which, marketing. by the way, I just want to backtrack <laughs> to the other part of your conversation when you were talking about being a nanny, because that was one of the most interesting experiences. Like I'll never forget. And I don't know how much you want to talk about on here because we don't, we definitely don't need to go into some of those details, but and it feels like we're being elusive to everybody, but dear <laughs> listeners, we don't know you personally. <laughs> I know so we are not giving out personal details of other people's lives for a reason or ours because we don't know you anyways. Um, but I just remember thinking like one family you nannied for and tell me if I'm like saying too much, just tell me like, stop. I'm not going to say names no, you're or totally too many fine. details, but they lived in a very, very nice home. And as a 20 year old, I was like, what the heck? This is so nice. But then I'll never forget that you're like, yeah, this is my room over here. And it was like, so cute. And they're like, and I have to pay rent. And I think I've told that story so many times. I'm like, these people charged her for rent and she was a live-in nanny I'm like what in the heck yes so now okay now older and wiser I look back on this and I now know that like that mom was first generation American I don't know if if you knew that but um, so I think that maybe she like because she did not come she she was loaded I mean it's all a sliding scale but like by my account she was that family was so loaded yeah so how could they be making me pay rent to be their live-in nanny yeah. and be at like their beck and yes. call? It took, a, but it took away think... from your pay. That's why I was so irritated. And I was like, no, you tell them this is a part of your yeah. contract. Like I was so irritated for you, but also so yeah, thrilled so when I you invited me wife... over. <laughs> I know. I think the wife ran the finances and because she kind of, because I think it was, I think her mom was first generation. And so she was like the child of an immigrant yeah, and, they, and they, you know, like they pinched pennies. Yeah, that makes sense. And so I think that what she thought was, oh, well, I'm just being fiscally responsible for my family to not like give this, this random nanny girl, everything on a silver platter. Right. That makes sense. Okay. But, 
but what they didn't know is that they had crazy wealth and I'm over here, like my parents made yeah. me and my brothers be very financially independent, like as soon as like the day we graduated um, high school. And so like, I'm over here with like a Verizon bill and a car payment. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to afford to go to Chick-fil-A with Monica. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, also too, I think it was, it was really like so interesting that you had that position because you were one of a couple of friends of mine that nannied, which I'm shocked that I didn't do it because like, I was always like a babysitter growing up, but I remember too, that was like my yeah. first glimpse into other family dynamics because like you see your friends in high school and you go to people's houses, but I think that all those people are in your bubble. And that was the first time that there was yep. a bit, like I had seen firsthand other families and family dynamics and you had some strange family dynamics that you need for. I mean, that was love if they're listening, but, and they're not going to listen to this, but I wouldn't say, okay. No, I had two, <laughs> maybe not strange. Two unique. families that like, Unique would be a great way to put, to put it. Yeah. But so now looking I, back. Oh, bless yes. their hearts. But I remember thinking, like, I think I wanted oh. all the stories. I wanted all the, like, all the details from your position because I was like, this is nuts because it was just so different than anything that I had ever, ever heard of. Okay. Back to the tanning salon. Sorry. Like, I just, I forgot to say that earlier when you were talking about the nanny thing because I thought that was so interesting and I still tell stories yeah. about it, but you still keep in touch with like some of the kids that you nannied literally 17 years later, correct? Or no, not anymore. Oh my yes. goodness. Okay. Yes. That's they what I thought. Are so near yes. and dear to my heart. Yeah. That's so cool. And like, as a parent, I think that would be awesome. Okay. So back yes. to the tanning salon. Like, okay. So I remember when we first got to this tanning salon, this is just a crazy experience. So if you're listening and you're like, what is the point of this? It's just for you to learn about like different things. And now this is back in like, like, I think it was like 05 or 06. 05 or 06? 05. Yeah. 05 and okay. 06. A little bit of and 06 too. So many things I learned. First of all, I don't know if I ever told you this. I ended up quitting because I felt guilty because uh, someone came in and like showed a doctor's note that they had skin cancer and that's why they had to cancel their membership. Did I ever tell you that? Oh my gosh. No. Yeah. And I'd always thought about it because the whole time we worked there, my mom would send me like weekly emails about skin cancer rates and indoors tanning. <laughs> which yeah, yeah. as My a mom, parent she, knew, say, we she knew too and also we looked like raisins like because what people don't know is like when you're bored at a tanning salon you just like go tan as a break which we were allowed to do yep. it's not like we were cheating the system but <clears throat> we just looked ridiculous anyways all that to say um I just will never forget like they treated the founder and like owner of the, of the salon like a celebrity remember like we, when you went to go train yeah, oh I'm like gosh, this guy yes. And then, like, just the thought of it all grosses me out. I don't know if you feel that way, but and this is yeah. I feel like the tanning industry is a lot, a lot like kind of the serving industry in some ways. Now there are amazing people yes. anywhere you go to work, but those are two places where there's a lot of just multi-layered details that you there's... don't know until you get in there. Yeah, but arguably yeah, that could be sure. in anything. That could be motherhood. <laughs> that could be yes that could be we have some grimy details that could be here. education I mean that could be like sales and marketing so and never anyone's defense but I just want to say as a germ freak like the fact that everybody is laying not dressed in a bed yes and you are oh just wiping it down and if anybody and then I think about like the unethical people who'd use the same towel on every bed that's so disgusting uh-huh like I, I cringe yep. thinking about it. Then I think of the stories like later on in our twenties when like friends would go tan and how they'd like break out in a rash or something. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like what if that was because of all the sweat y'all were all sitting in? So disgusting. Yes. Well, and now I think of co like I do the way through COVID now after a whole year. It. And I, I almost can't even, can't, cannot even believe that that 
but like tanning is legal <laughs> but like switching out of these tanning oh, beds that someone else I is just can't. in and they're sweating pools okay well on that Oof, and their lotion is melting off of them oh, well i can't okay. but on that note there's so many things <laughs> that i'm like i don't know like for example the other day i was like telling someone i was like i hope we wear a mask forever not really but kind of secretly because i'm a germ freak i'm like this is great because then like when people sneeze or have bad breath like i don't have to smell it like it's just the mask for a germ freak is genius mm-hmm. but then also oh i'm totally down for masks like all every winter because yeah. every winter i get the flu oh, do and, you oh, i'm never never get the flu i've again. never yeah. had the flu ever Oh, well, I know. Lucky. I just stopped talking about it. It's the worst. I actually have not been sick for a full year. And I don't even want to say that out loud. I don't even have wood to knock on. I don't even believe in not knocking on wood. But I just want to say that also, like, staying in hotels and Airbnbs have always grossed me out. And now I'm totally off on this tangent. But I had a friend, and I know she won't listen to this, but if she does, I don't care. She already knows how I feel about it, who got COVID and her daughter got COVID and they went and stayed in the Airbnb right after that. No. And I, I oh, cannot man. get that out of my head that I'm like, like, there's so many times where I'm like, that's it. I'm going to go get an Airbnb. And then I'm like, what if somebody's breathing COVID all over the place before we get there? And then we're sitting in COVID the whole time. But now I'm like, yeah. can I ever forget about that? Because hotels always kind of gross me out anyways. Yeah. Okay. So we're off to tan it. So back to tanning salon. Um, I will say that was so uncomfortable with like the sales and the pushing of people to buy freaking lotion was ridiculous oh my gosh and if there's one thing no, i'm not as a me neither person. i'll never forget i'm like do you want to buy this you don't okay cool buy uh your room number 45 because i'm like i can't do it but then we work with people that are like are you sure you need it do you know the statistics i'm like can you just leave them alone and let them go but i wanted to talk about a few yeah. interesting um stories that i always tell everybody about and i just want to keep this as appropriate as possible these are neutral stories <laughs> but okay the first one okay. is the guy who ordered a bride off the website do you remember this <gasps> yes. First of all, let's just say oh the guy gosh. would come in and literally drop one thousand one thousand dollars on tanning credits. Do you remember this? Uh-huh. I remember what I remember what his name yes. is. Remember, I'm not going to say it, but do you remember what his name was? I do not, but I love that you do. I am going to text, text you, you after this afterwards. because I can't forget this guy because he'd come in and I think he wore glasses, sunglasses every time. And he was as tan as like he'd been sitting in an Arizona desert or on the sun. The sun itself. Oh, he was so tan. I'll never so forget tan. how he talked about. And this is before like the internet. I don't know. I feel like the internet had been around since we were like in eighth grade at this point. But like, I don't know. I just feel like like dating services and stuff really hadn't taken off at this point. And I'm dating. And I'm oh, dating no, myself. I but I think like yeah. Facebook had just come out the year before. So like this is like right when all the socializing online had started. I will never uh-huh. forget him walking behind the computer screen to show our, myself and our current manager. I also remember his name, but I'm not going to say it on here. Um, pull up this website of these Russian brides and show us. And I was like, this is a joke. Like I literally, I had never heard of this in my entire life. I was like, this is not real. And it was real. And now I look yeah. back and I'm like, he was, I mean, essentially that could have been anything that could have been sex trafficking. That could have been like some girl just trying to get a visa. That could have been like so many, so many things wrong with that. But I was like, Oh, very yes. multifaceted. Like but I was yuckiness. like 20 and I was like, is this real? Like, I was like, there's no way these girls are on here. Like literally trying to marry someone and come over here. This, this can't be real. Also, well, we'll yeah. never forget. I'm not going to get into details on this. <laughs> But I feel like we could have written a book on the stories that we heard. Because here's the thing with a tanning salon. Like, you know how you go to your favorite restaurant 
and they're like, hey, and you're like, hey, and there's like that camaraderie. And then when you leave that restaurant, you're signing yep. out, and they're like, see you next time. You're like, okay, John, see you next time. But with the tanning salon, yep. the people that were committed to the color of their skin, which was great, would come in every day. Yep. Well, when people see you every day, yes, they think they've established a friendship with you, and. Oh, they think you're there. And the problem besties. is when you have an approachable personality like you and I, they literally think they're best friends with you. And I can't, I, yep. I mean, how many stories did we hear? Like so many stories of these people that would come in or they're just bored and they'd come in late at night and we wouldn't have anything to do either. So we just let them talk. Yes. And this place didn't close until 11 Which, p.m. as a mother, like, no, nobody's working in the yeah. corner of a shopping center because I think we closed by ourselves didn't we or maybe we had yes, a custodian with us yeah because we had someone that usually cleaned the beds unless it was like one of the slow I think you're right I can't remember. so not safe so not safe yeah I can't think I guess um, and now I think I'm like the shark tank side of it like liability wise you let all these young college girls be in these shopping centers by themselves and the whole shopping center was dark except that tanning salon shady yeah, but I'll never uh -huh. forget yep. that one of the main audiences of customers were exotic dancers. And we were uh -huh. in college, yep. so, like, obviously, like, we didn't have a ton of friends that were exotic dancers. But their stories <laughs> were so Yeah, oh, it's fascinating. fascinating. And then, remember that they were, like, I don't even know. This is too much. I don't even know. I should probably stop talking about it. But, like, there were, like... <laughs> men that would drop off these groups of women and pay all this money for them to get tan it's uh -huh. like it really yep. exposed like a whole other side of life that like we would not have seen if we did not work there yeah well and like yes. we're just college girls so we don't yes. really know what's going on but now I look back on that and I'm like oh my gosh that you was talk about ex exposure that was like exposure yeah. to things we would it's like to this day like I have not had those experiences ever again yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> we're being so vague we're not trying to oh. be vague but we're trying to be professional like I just I will like yeah. never forget that experience but also I want to say talk about really good competitions in that place like I'll never forget I won a competition <laughs> like a sales competition and I think it's because I was chill and I wasn't yeah. like down people's throat I'm like you don't want to buy it. I don't care like go to your room and go tan like it is what it is and like some of these yeah. people I worked with had no social cues and they're just like jumping down people's throats. Anyways, I won a TV and I'll never forget. I'm like, oh my gosh, I never win anything. And I won a TV. And like at the time, whatever boyfriend I had was like out of town. I was like, it's fine. I can get it. My little Saturn. Do you remember this? <laughs> oh, I forgot about your Saturn. Do you remember what oh my happened? Gosh. It was a free TV. And I think no, it even had like a VCR in it. So it was like super bougie. And I put it in my front seat and I got it back to my townhouse and I couldn't get out of the car and I kept pulling because that's what I do when I can't get something out. I'm like, I'm just going to keep pulling harder. It cracked well, yeah. my windshield and it cost me $300 to fix. Oh my gosh. Oh I my gosh. And I was like, now. oh my gosh, only me to win a freaking TV and then it be a $300 yep. expense. And then another time I won like hockey tickets. Oh, that's fun. I don't remember that, but we had one of our managers that was super yeah, into, like, too much. The whole hockey. thing was too much. Oh, we okay, have I hope, like, people aren't thinking, like, I came to this podcast to learn something. But here's the deal with podcasts. Like, first of all, it's my podcast. Like, we can talk about whatever we want to. And it's interesting just to hear about people's experiences. And then, like, what you were talking about, families. Like, I hope you people walk away listening to this and they think I learned something. Anyways, it's interesting all to say. 
Oh, I feel like I could listen to podcasts that like friends reminisce all day long. Like, do you like gin? I don't know. I don't know if you're a fan of gin hat maker. You, hat maker. You don't have to say if you are or not, but um, I adore her and everyone that she has on her show. She just chats with them like an old friend. And I just, I eat it up. It's so much easier for me to, for me to listen to. Yeah, that's true. I will say I, I haven't listened to her. I haven't listened to her in a long time. Um, there is one person I listen to who I love their podcast, but when they have friends come on, they, all they do is giggle the whole time. And you and I giggled and I kept thinking like how annoying it is when she giggles with her friends. Cause I'm like, we're not, we're not in your friendship. So hopefully it just seemed endearing when you and I were giggling instead of just annoying. But anyways, this took 42 minutes out of precious time. So thank you so much for coming on for, Yay, friend, I loved it. Tanning salon, homemade pies, and a college Spanish class. And if that doesn't win the podcast title award of 2021, then I don't know what will. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and right on brand. Okay, right on brand. Anyway, thanks so much for coming on. You know, I adore oh, you. And this is the longest we've talked in a really long time, which is the best thing about. I know, know the it's best so exciting. Thing about 17 year friendships is like you can just come in and out. Although you and I have been talking more about all yep. these like Peloton competitions I've had and oh, Peloton. For okay, life. I'm gonna call you after and tell you this guy's name. Not on the podcast. Okay. Okay. Bye. This conversation was so fun because who doesn't want to catch up with an old friend and laugh along the way? I am kicking myself that I didn't bring up one of my favorite tanning salon patrons that was a secret service agent of George Bush and full of really good stories, or the girlfriend of a Dallas Cowboy NFL player who had also really interesting stories. I guess I'll save those for another time. I like podcasts where I can hear friends talk because it always makes me reflect on what the conversations hold and reflect on the friendships along the way. I charge you with calling an old friend and laughing and telling stories and reflecting on your thoughts on life. Here's until next time and being obsessed with edification.